Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. This is episode 42, and joining me on today's show is James Eager. James is a private coaching client who's very kindly offered to come on the show and share his journey going from a burnt-out online business owner to a revitalised dad. Hi, James. Thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? I'm all right, man. How are you doing? Yes, very well in these uh, in these crazy times. It seems at the moment that every episode I record, we start the show by talking about Corona. So let's let's not break break with tradition and just check in that you're all okay and the family are all well. Well, indeed. I mean, these are unparalleled times. What should we get all the buzzwords out of the way first? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, unparalleled unprecedented you know, um, unprecedented you know th- then you go on the other side of things where it's there's lots of opportunity the world's going to be on a reset but i think um ultimately for 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 us kind of general normal people it's kind of we're under house arrest aren't we yeah um but certainly running an online business um as we both do um the elements of it which definitely haven't changed a bit so it's kind of a, a weird mix of normality and chaos at the same time so it's yeah. certainly bizarre yeah absolutely and i think i heard someone else um say the other day that you know when you're running business online you you've actually been in self isolation for for a long period of time anyway so for you it's actually not that much different no, it's 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 interesting. I've got um got friends who um do the city stuff in London, and um, they're finding it very very challenging at the moment. I think um so, um so it's not that much different for us. Um so, but certainly self isolation does have its challenges, doesn't it? So absolutely, especially with young children and keeping them um either off of YouTube or off of Fortnite or actually keeping them entertained. I, I know you've got a real young little guy so you know it must be challenging oh yeah i mean the sort of the corona challenge for me um that falls quite nicely off the tongue doesn't it um so (laughs) um yeah it's just vicky uh oliver my son they everything they do has stopped their world has come to an end and so it's just those two guys um together and for them it's um it's very very challenging and so for me work hasn't changed but work has to keep going on and and so it's been about adapting my life and my routines and trying to look after them as best I can um and finding new new routine I guess within it because the routine there what makes them tick has has had to change drastically over the past um I guess few weeks and also he's two and a half I mean it's like I don't know when awareness really comes in from a year and a half that kind of thing but he has his friends and all that kind of stuff and and i don't know what the conversations in his head must be like about why he's not seeing them anymore and maybe that's part of the increased tantrums we get who knows but it's we've got to got to have a a wide perspective wide wide perspective and be quite patient in this situation i think 
Yeah, definitely. And I think you make a good point. It's the, you know, the little dudes that we, we forget about and they, they don't really understand it or do they? They, they can't understand why they, like you say, they're not seeing their friends and they're going to their little play dates and all the rest of it. So yeah, it must be challenging for them as well. So James, before we kick off, um, it'd be great for the listeners to get some, uh, info and some background on on you and obviously get a bit more information about your business yeah sure um i'm gonna keep this super brief but i'm a professional musician by trade i worked as um a quote unquote a session musician for the best part of um 10 years and then i went into business and my first uh, entrepreneurial um uh endeavor with the events industry um was was a challenging one to say the least um had its had had its amazing ups and downs and that kind of thing um but a little bit of a cash flow roller coaster at times but off the back of that i discovered uh, internet marketing and kind of ended up falling into a world teaching people how to play the bass guitar because i'm a bass guitarist by trade and off the back of that, um, an online business has grown over the past three or four years where I'm sharing my skills and my perspective on the world of bass um, to to students which are all over the world right at this moment in time. So that's what I do. Yeah, fantastic. I think um, obviously now is, is a great time to be um, in the online space uh, and it's how you and I kind of come to come together and, and come to work uh, together. So, um, yeah, I mean, so what before we started to work together, James, can you give us a bit of background as to where you were at in terms of fitness and health and kind of challenges that you had? Yeah, yeah, totally. I'll be 100% candid here because there's no point in not being. Um, back end of la- beginning of last year, I found myself in a position where I was 100% working for myself. E-based guitar was my sole focus. And for the first five or six months of, what was it, 2019, I... I went for it hard and I had a family to support and all that kind of stuff, a business pulling, starting to pull out a startup and all that kind of thing. And I had to make shit happen basically. And that's exactly what I did. Um, And there was some good stuff that happened there, but around the middle of last year, I started experiencing some serious fatigue and real burnout. Um, And I was kind of led um, well, I mean, what I've discovered is this word burnout is completely different for every every person as well. Yeah. It's a very unique to um, yourself. And so my experience of burnout would be different to yours and anybody who's listening to it. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of had to start stopping a bit, which was challenging because um, I had had a family to feed and all of that kind of stuff. I had to back off the intensity a bit, shall we say. And yeah. really, ever since that, it's a, been about pulling out that state of burnout and finding what my new rhythm is and the sort of new normality at a more sustainable pace, shall we say. I mean, right. having having your own business, um, that responsibility and the responsibility for a young family, mm-hmm. I look back on it and I still feel like it's it's quite a tall order um, to, um, yeah. to, to, do, to deal with all of that. So we kind of came to talk and so we were talking, when did we talk, start talking like January this year, wasn't it properly? Yeah. But I'd started yeah. on a little bit of a road before that. So, you know, I've always been in, kind of interested in health and fitness and personal development, all that kind of stuff, yeah. um, because I was still super, super tired. Um, and I knew that 
I wasn't operating to my full potential and I wanted to start getting towards that point of, of doing yeah. it because I'd seen what I was capable of before I'd seen yeah. what I'd done in business. Um, before that point, I, I knew I had a sense of what I was like when I was on fire and yeah. I knew that I had to go on a bit of a journey to get back to that point. And I also yeah. knew that, um, I still ultimately wanted to have my own business. Um, and there were, don't get me wrong. There were times when getting a normal job and just being able to switch off at the end of the day would have been the one, but I'd never forgive myself if I do did that. Um, um, shall we say? And, um, and it was a point of going, okay, I know there's, there's still a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow somewhere. Um, but I need to kind of go on a journey to get there. I think that's yeah. the best, best, best point and start, experimenting and finding out what's going to work and what's going to start making changes. And, mm. and that I'd already started a bit of that in December, um, that already, and that had kind of got me going. And then we started talking in January and you started adding some more elements into the mix. And now we're three or four months on, aren't we? So, yeah. um, yeah, that's kind of where we are now. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I think, um, the burnout, um, part that you mentioned there is one which is, is actually, it's quite common, but actually there's very few people that I come across that are actually aware that it's burnout. And like you say, you know, burnout is a generic term that can mean lots of different things to lots of different people. So in your case, it was when you and I first started talking, it was around about this, the, the fact that it's almost like you said, you know, the flame had gone out, you know, you almost started to not like your business. You knew you were capable of so much more, but just from your fatigue, from your mindset, from your energy levels, they were completely, you know, rock bottom, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They've been right at the rock bottom. And that's um, a hugely frustrating place to be because, you start to question everything. Um, yeah. And, but I also learnt that it wasn't that unusual. Um, mm -hmm. I also learnt that this was part of the journey and yeah. I don't think it's talked about widely enough, um, which is why I'm very candid and very honest about it. Um, yeah. You've got to let it not become an obsession and an excuse not to do stuff. Um, yep. And that's, that's a very, very, very real thing, but you got to, at the same time, tell it how it is, I believe. And this was an experience I have, I'm um, having, um, and it's part of, it's part of my journey and I'm kind of happy yeah. to share that. Yeah. And no, I, I appreciate your openness for this because it is, you know, it, it, it is very difficult for some people to talk about, um, because it is such a personal thing. And I think what the, the bit that I would like to highlight is the fact that when we're talking about fitness and nutrition, you know, automatically, you know, some of the, the, the I guess the, I want to say pictures that come up in your head is someone being athletically fit and being muscly bit fit. And actually, you know, um, fitness and nutrition um, can have a, such a great impact in so many different other areas of life. That's what I was trying to get to. Um, in, and I see it as, as a vehicle. So, you know, particularly around tiredness and fatigue, you know, ordinarily when people are in this position, 
because they are tired, because they are fatigued, the last thing they're thinking about is fitness. And the last thing they're thinking about is nutrition. What they're thinking about is how can I get over this slump? What can I maybe have from a, from a, you know, a, a food perspective to, to kind of pick me up? And a lot of times, unfortunately, people gravitate towards these highly sugary caffeinated energy drinks or the other side, which is kind of sweet stuff in, t- in forms of chocolate and, and chocolate bars and sweets and all the rest of it. So um, in terms of, because obviously you'd mentioned there before that, you, you know, you were into to fitness and nutrition. So what had you done, you know, when you realized you were at that kind of burnt out fatigued point, what did you start to do before you and I started to speak? I guess the, I'd always, um, eaten relatively healthily and i keep that the word as relative my partner yeah. vicky is is aware shall we say and yeah. also the interesting thing was i was actually in i still am in really kind of i'm in decent shape actually at the moment i'm quite slim that kind of thing at the moment yeah. and i'd actually lost that weight over the six months before kind of right. from stress and um and we'd gone vegetarian or she had and i'd kind yeah. of largely followed and so on the outset of things i didn't look largely unhealthy or anything like that certainly compared mm. to guys in their mid-30s which have started putting on the beer guts and all that kind of stuff yeah so i was sort of at that point and so when i kind of started started starting to go into this december was a really interesting juncture because i got it into my head that i wasn't sleeping properly and so i thought okay. well the first thing i need to start fixing is this and so yeah. um so I started stripping out, I stripped out a lot of caffeine out of my life at that point. Yeah. I, I bought a, a book on how to sleep. And then yeah. I bought, um, the other thing I bought was a Fitbit um, as well. Okay. And that was really, really instrumental in a mindset change for me. And I mean, I remember buying this thing and kind of just going, oh, I don't need this. I know I'm sleeping badly. I'll send it back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But anyway, I, I kind of went for it and started using it and the first thing i realized was actually i'm not sleeping that badly this is all in my head to begin with there's work that i need to do here but it's actually okay but what it started doing was building a wider awareness and there's Mm. something i've realized this morning which i want to touch on later in this which is kind of related to this journey which i actually haven't even told you yet so um so bit of a bit of an open loop there um but so um so i started realizing that that wasn't as bad but it started getting me going into a more of a routine and i started looking at my sleep that kind of thing and i realized that the best sleep was between 10 and 2 in the morning and so from right. that point onwards i've we've pretty much had a very regimented bedtime of lights off by 10 um that yeah. that kind of stuff which has been kind of really cool but then the back back end of the night is always lighter sleep when you look at the graphs and all this that kind of thing and so it kind of was okay in my mind to that that that, that I wasn't going to sleep so well if I woke up at five or in the morning or whatever that kind of stuff um so that was that was kind of um that was the first sort of part of it starting okay. to get more of a sleep routine and then I started talking to you and then the diet kind of started coming into play and we started mm. looking more closely at um diet and one of the things that you flag straight away um which going back to the vegetarian thing doesn't surprise me is the protein levels in my life were low um so it's it's like 
I've started to now much more consciously and it's turning into conscious choices. I think that's the thing that I want to put forward. Yeah. That, this, yeah. that It's awareness of um, looking at what I have for breakfast and how much protein I'm putting into my life. And now pretty much every day I have um, an oat based kind of thing, which is green in color. It doesn't look the most <laughs> appetizing thing in the world, but you get your head around that uh, yeah. with protein in which you put together for me. And yeah. That's really kind of cool um, because I make it the night before and it's there ready in the fridge the next day to to, to eat. And it's like a simplicity thing that uh, yeah. or I'll do a load of eggs or something like that. Um, yeah. But they're really only kind of widely two choices I have for breakfast now. And a lot of I think what's part driving this and with the sleep is getting some kind of routine into my life. And that's what's been lacking for many many years and why this sort of self-isolating um kind of online work can be challenging because you've got to be very aware of your own routines shall we say um yeah and certainly when i was a freelance musician that I talked about earlier it was like i was just going from gig to gig like all hours of the night that kind of stuff coffee everywhere um, yeah. i mean that was a life i li lived for 10 years um wow. and i thrived off of it to a certain extent yeah. I, I loved new, knowing what not what was um never knowing quite what was coming up looking at an empty yeah. week and suddenly three gigs would come in it was great but i realized that wasn't sustainable in the long term both kind of physically um in how i wanted to live my life and financially yeah. so i've had to move into other areas um and this online kind of things happened and that's and that's that's part of it. So back to the point, it's it's about routine and something as simple as breakfast can be a routine. Um, yeah. And then there's another little routines that I've got. I take now take um, a 750 milliliter bottle of water to bed. And yeah. by 9 a.m. the mo next f following morning, that has to be gone. It's a little challenge yeah. I have for myself. Right. And okay. so I've significantly upped water levels. So I'm doing like, I don't know, two two and a half liters a day and previously i mean i was living living off coffee and that and barely touched water and yeah. the thought of drinking that amount i mean it's impossible but now there are points when you can have like or i can have like a couple of liters of water and still be thirsty i mm. mean it's, it's insane how the body starts adapt, adapting to it over time yeah. so it's um so that routine's a really sort of interesting kind of thing and then i've stripped out because I'm drinking so much water, I'm drinking a lot less coffee. Most practically 90% of all the tea and coffee I drink now is now decaf as well. Um, okay. So it's like I'm not adding so much so much in the way of stimulants into my life as well. Yeah. But also I want to make a very key point here that I haven't done much to – normally I beat myself up about this, but yeah. I haven't managed absolutely everything you give at me. But what I've done is I've managed to get certain points to stick, which are becoming part of a routine and part of how I'm living my life going forward. I think yeah. I've I spent too much time trying to put habits in place, which were mm. far too big that could never be kind of kept up. And and mm. and this is really really interesting. And this is kind of the segue into the exercise stuff um, that, yeah. that started happening, I guess, like six weeks ago. So, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of, that's roughly where we're at, man. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's great and um, it's very insightful. So, you know, just, just that last point um, you made there about, 
you know, not everything that I gave you stuck. And I think that's a really key point to pull out of that. And sometimes people, and I think you don't, you won't mind me saying this, you know, initially when I started to give you a lot of stuff, there was almost a level of overwhelm that came in because there was quite a lot of stuff in the diet and you were like, I just can't, you know, can't deal with this. Um, and, and, but it, so what I want to point out is that's fine, you know, just do the stuff that works. And so what we did is we dialed it back just to the breakfast. Uh, and like you say, you know, it's, it's great to hear now that just becomes a routine thing. I mean, you're a very creative person, Ben. So, so kind of being, um, you know, kind of getting into a routine versus your kind of, you know, carefree creativeness, it must be a big challenge for you anyway. Um, and so kind of bringing that routine in just gradually is very, very important. Um, the, the other thing, obviously, you know, before you and I started to, to talk was was around, you know, you'd already started to track your sleep. But then when, when we started to work together, tracking the diet, and this is something that I advocate to everybody before, you know, you have to get a baseline of where you're at before you can change something, right? You know, you don't design a car and just decide to change it because that's what you do. You have to take a baseline of what, where that's at and how that's performing before you make any changes. And so very quickly by, you know, just tracking your diet for two weeks, as you already mentioned there, you know, we were able to determine that you were very low on protein levels. And, you know, we need these three macronutrients that, that are in our diets. We need our proteins, we need our fats, we need our carbohydrates. And they're all at various different levels. But if you take one fundamental macronutrient out of your diet, you're going to be impacted in some way or another. And everyone's impacted differently. Um, and, and you know, you, you talk about the overnight oats and the green stuff, by the way, is spirulina. And that's got magnesium um, and it's got... Um, yeah, lots of great nutrients in it that your body needs. And James is right. He, he has sent me pictures of, of, of his breakfasts uh, when he was first doing it. And it was uh, it was quite funny to see this kind of green bowl of, of, of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that, that so, I mean, the tracking of the diet, the routine, um, and the hydration is huge as well. You know, hydration is if we are 10% dehydrated, we lose up to 50% of our concentration. And so, you know, just the simple fact of being hydrated has an impact. Now, you know, the hydration, we're not talking about um, kind of fitness. And I guess we are talking a little bit about nutrition. But it, it, what I'm trying to explain is that it's all a puzzle. You know, and this all of these kind of the fitness and nutrition vehicle, as I like to call it, goes to build up the general health and wellness um, in life, basically. Yeah, spot on, man. Absolutely yeah. spot on. So... Obviously, you, you know, you mentioned the, 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 some of the challenges and, and struggles when we first started to work together from the point of, you know, routine and changing things and stuff like that. But, you know, what other things that, that have you faced since we started to work together that you've had to overcome or maybe you've been a bit, bit resistant to? Uh, what else have I... I guess the actually the biggest change that's happened in the past six weeks is that we start we've started putting some exercise into yeah. into place and um and that's been quite exciting insightful the whole process and so yeah. you gave me something very simple to do and that was yeah. two sets of 
of um, hit training, I believe you call it, um, yeah. or Tabata yeah. training, uh, something like that, isn't it? Yeah. And that was literally all I started with. And he said, do it every other day. And then after about a week, I took it up to three sets. And that's kind of where I'm at. And that has just turned into doing that four times a week. So I'm kind of doing it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And I mean, yeah. it's it's nuts to me to go, hold on, I'm exercising four times a week by myself. I just want to mm. add in here, six or seven years ago, I did it with a personal trainer. I mean, like okay. I went like went nuts and spent the money and, and, yeah. and did that. And so I always kind of knew I could do it. But I always kind of associated getting fit with having some trainer, that kind yeah. of thing. But for me, this is such a massive step because it's easy to implement. It's also part of my morning routine as well. Um, okay. Putting twelve minutes of exercise in yeah. into the um, into the equation with some meditation before it, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the key thing is is having it as part of routine. And yeah. that's that's huge, and I'm probably now getting towards the point where I can start to up that a little bit, and I'll be talking to you okay. about what the next steps of that are. But yeah. here's the really interesting thing to close off the loop that I started earlier, is that I've been sort of, I look at the Fitbit thing every morning, and I mean, it's probably take everything with a grain of salt, what it reads, I would imagine. But yeah. I've started, one of the things that was low back in December um was my levels of deep sleep so like okay. eight or nine percent that kind of stuff okay. i'm now starting in the like this morning when i looked at it it was like 19 percent, and wow. everything was within the tolerant well within the tolerances that they put as their benchmarks yeah and and i was kind of like going well why is this started happening and the thing that i can attribute that to is i well, i hope i can attribute to it is exercise because i think that must yeah. be yeah. started because it's it's well known that exercising helps you sleep doesn't it so um Absolutely. yeah um yeah, and there's also some supplements in there as well so maybe three months down the road they're they're all kicking in nicely and what have you but it's yeah it's 90 90 days worth of work i guess um is now yeah. you is now being is now sort of coming to fruition really and that's really i'm really glad you pointed that out because you know, I, I use this um, analogy that we live in an Amazon economy, right? So we, we, we click and buy it today and then we want the result tomorrow. And with health and fitness, you know, in a very short space of time, you can start to get results. But to get long-term lasting results, it takes time and it takes consistency. And, and that's one thing that you have been, James, is you have been consistent. Um, and, and like you say, you're now starting to slowly start to see the results. And, you know, like you said, fitness does help with sleep. It's well known and scientifically proven that people like endurance athletes, for example, have way more better quality sleep because of the, the, the um, it's not necessarily fatigue, but it's the, the, the fact that they've, um, you know, they, they built their mitochondrial um, system in their body, which is the little, which are energy within our cells. They're constantly being replenished. They're constantly being worn out. And therefore, the body is able to go into this deeper sleep and able to kind of replenish and regenerate. And that's what happens when, when we go into deep sleep. So deep sleep is very, very important. It's not just about sleeping. Deep sleep is the, the real quality sleep when the body is 
all its systems have downregulated. It, they've all kind of been shut down, and that's when the body starts to regenerate and replenish. And so you're starting to see that uh, um, uh, effects now. So that's that's really cool. But but the other thing that I wanted to point out as well, James, is you know you you, you mentioned that it's twelve minutes of work, and and for the listeners that are listening to this, that's all you need. You know, you only need those twelve minutes of high intensity interval training. Providing you know, you're not trying, training for any event, you're just doing it for general all-around fitness, um, is very, very important. And the other point about it is being able to do it anywhere without any equipment. Now, there's a lot of gurus out there that will harp on about you need heavy weights and all the rest of it, and I advocate you do. You definitely do. But when we're just talking about general health and we're talking about general fitness to get you from a place where you perhaps have not done it for a few years or you've not got results, starting off with these 12 minute interval sessions are really, really key. And and the other point, you know, James, is that, you know, you said that, you know, you've got Oliver's little guy and he can now get involved. And he has got involved with you, hasn't he, in some in some. Uh, yeah he has got in the first few times he did get involved with me he's not so keen now so i think he's <laughs> yeah. um i think he possibly has his father's um more creative genes shall we say <laughs> not not so yeah. not the sporty uh he wasn't blessed with the sporty genes like i wasn't either um so but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah he's got involved and i'm trying to run around and do squats and he's sitting in the middle of my legs and then <laughs> and then playing with it playing i suddenly find him with the timer that's about a timer on my phone and all the times that have gone up the creek and that kind of stuff so <laughs> it's yeah it, it's 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 cool. I mean, it's 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 part of, part of being a parent, but um, it is good to good to get them involved and see them see you doing that kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, it is. And I think you know, whilst they, they you know their attention levels at that age are very very low, in you know unconsciously that will be going in. And you know, like my two boys did, they will start to pick up on that, and they will start to realise that that's part of life being you know doing a little bit of a, a fitness workout and stuff like that so you know from my perspective that's that's a very good kind of um example to set really um so when we you know when we started on with the program with me james what kind of other impacts did did doing this both positive and negative have on the family uh it's hard to say i think it's it's been all largely positive. Um, I think yeah. potentially the shopping's got harder um, in yeah. some respects. I mean, that's part of the planning and the organisation, that kind of stuff. And yeah. living with a vegetarian or a part-time vegetarian, I should say, really, um, yeah. is um, is that yeah, there's a lot, a lot of meat or protein in the shopping, so yeah. I have to push for that a little bit harder. Yeah. And then, and trying to keep that up, and I'm hoping to get to a point where. I do more of my own shopping or have more of an active thing in there when I guess it's all to do with how much you can handle in life. And my focus is on yeah. the business at the moment and trying to do the best I can there. But hopefully there'll be a point where that backs off a little bit and I can have a bit more focus on uh, the diet, nutrition and of, of the household and all that kind of thing. So yeah. um, I think that's been, for me, that has been the, that's been the challenging one of the challenges has been the preparation and that kind of stuff um yeah. to to make sure we've got the right stuff in the house and that that kind of thing and i've often fallen off the wagon there but i think it's you who said to me or many people have said but be gentle on yourself um, i mean yeah. I, I beat myself up hugely um mm. 
And there are also times when it can be so tough learning a new skill. And I guess yeah. you've just got to class all this nutrition as, as a skill, as, as, yeah. some, as a knife you're sharpening, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like there's certain things that have to be right and there's certain things that just don't matter and i certainly see it with the bass guitar players i teach they will go down such yeah. rabbit holes but then there are some important stuff and and like i kind of i remember talking to you on the phone going well what about this what about that and you're gonna it doesn't matter but then there'll yeah. be certain things like i never knew before i talk it started this there was actually a difference between rolled oats and porridge oats that kind of stuff and getting the right ones of those is fairly important so yeah. it it, but that's um that's like that's um an experience thing and and also i mean i'll also tell you this morning like i had to improvise breakfast um right. because for some reason i forgot to make my bowl of green um stuff <laughs> last night yeah. i don't know why i did and um and so I, I, and I didn't have time to make hot porridge. And actually, I've kind of gone off hot porridge ever since the yeah. colder stuff now. And um, so I, I found a load of granola, like fairly natural granola in there. I made a sort of protein shake with the protein, which went on the top, added some spirulina in there and added a load of yogurt in there. And I kind of probably came up with much the same thing, which would have a similar, yeah. similar effect. Probably not quite the same, but it was my way of getting out of a hole this morning because yeah. because it had gone wrong but it's not i guess the thing is not to completely fall off the wagon at that point and go on yeah. sod it let's have a bowl of coca pops yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah be gentle it's work in progress yeah definitely i i, I yeah i'd advocate that as well i think um we, you know, when we try, like you say, when we try and learn a new skill, you know, we're generally very committed and we go all in and, and sometimes frustration builds if we can't do it exactly how um, we need to do it. Um, but like you say, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. You know, missing like like this morning, for example, you know, you could have thrown your toys in the air and gone right. Screw it. I'm, like you said, I'm going to have cocoa pops. Um, but the, the key thing now is that you now have the knowledge to know how to adapt. And I think that's one of the, my biggest things that I try to to say to everybody you know we have to be adaptable life is not a linear process and you know learning anything and understanding anything new is never going to be easy but that doesn't mean to say that you can't adapt and you can't do things that, and maybe not a hundred percent um and you, you still had a fine breakfast this morning you know you got your protein in there you got your fats in there from your yogurts um, and you've got your carbohydrates in from your granola. All right, so it might have had a little bit of sugar in it, but that's not going to set you back the last 90 days. Um, and, and, you know, the other thing around, particularly when you have people in households that have got, they are very biased towards a certain diet because it could be, you know, um, because of ecological preferences with vegetarian and vegan, that's a massive thing at the moment. Uh, and again, this is a bit of a cliche comment, but it doesn't work for everybody, and not everybody's the same. And so that can be that can be challenging. That can be very contentious in a household where you know you were vegetarian and, you, and you, your partner's vegetarian, and all of a sudden you'll say, right, because of my health, I'm now going to change. That can create conflict as well, and it's being mindful about that. So. You know, that, that's very important to be able to respect the other person's wishes on why they want to follow a diet and, and being able to follow your own diet as well. So, yeah, a lot of this is about being um, being adaptable, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So in terms of, um, you know, obviously when we started to work together, it, we didn't work together from the perspective of 
of weight and fitness. It was more about, you know, your energy levels and your fatigue and stuff like that. But what would you say are the kind of biggest lessons that you've learned or the biggest changes that you've made to your lifestyle now? Just routine. Um, right. Reduce overwhelm, create routine. It's, yeah. it's, it's that. Um, and that will be probably work in progress to my dying days. I would say probably yeah. knowing, knowing that, um, that's actually kind of not naturally how I'm wired to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I kind of wish I was, but there, I've got to be gentle with myself in other ways. There are yeah. people which can't do the stuff that I do. Um, so, exactly. yeah. um, so, but it's just about kind of going, going on and going on a journey to get there and for it to take time. I mean, one insightful i guess insightful thing um that a conversation i had with vicky my mother half um i don't know a couple of months ago when i was like wanting to build a business and be like make kind of do all these changes and she just said yeah. we've got a two and a half year old is it okay if we just maintain what we've got and get through this and yes. and i kind of thought about it and went okay yeah i think it is um if yeah. if we're in the same position in a year's time we've got a happy healthy child um and yeah. we're not particularly in debt or anything like that and we feel better uh we'll be in a much better place to grow a business or get super fit or whatever like that but if we kind of go for broke now i mean what could happen i mean i don't yeah. know divorce or um, i'm not married yeah. but do you know what i mean what what yeah, what, yeah. what else could break and yeah. we're very much I think programmed as um, how can I say individuals? Certainly, I mean, in the fitness space, you're, you're always looking at a guy with with six pack and all that kind of yeah. stuff, aren't you? And oiled yeah. up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or in the business, you're you're having someone kind of oh, I built a hundred million dollar business or whatever that kind of whatever whatever it is. All the all these high flies are thrust in your face the whole time, yeah. and I kind of sometimes think it's not always possible to be there because everybody's circumstance is different. I often mm -hmm. think if I was maybe if I was doing e-bass guitar in my twenties or something like that, and yeah. it would be a different it'd be a different scenario to what it is being thirty nine with um with a two and a half year old. It's it's a yeah. different it's a different it's a different it's a different circumstance. But at the same time, what I say what i say there is with a huge caveat is you don't want to take your foot off the gas and that kind of stuff and i'm being very conscious of not doing that and using it as an excuse but yeah. but it's just to be be realistic i think is 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 the is the word and you're uh this is a podcast with dads isn't it and yeah. um certainly parenthood um is one of the most intense things you one can ever do um yeah and i'm sure there are those characters out there which can have 10 children and build and build a 10 million dollar business i mean i'm i'm, I'm yeah. sure they're there um yeah. that kind of thing but everybody's different um going back yeah. to the burnout thing everybody's experience of that is different and that's 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 the thing that i take isn't that that just deal with your own unique situation and get through it uh, as best you can yeah. Yeah, definitely. And what I'd add to that is that, you know, it, again, our bodies are vehicles, fitness and nutrition are vehicles. And unless and, and unless they are running okay and, you know, they are, um, yeah, at the kind of 
best kind of possible levels that they can be for your age and your circumstances, then you're not going to be able to do all the other things in life that you want to achieve if that's not taken care of first. And and I think this becomes more, um, you become more aware and this becomes more relevant, certainly as you get towards that magic number of 40, because it's it's a it's a psychological thing where you get to that number and it's almost like you start reflecting on where you've come from and where you thought you would be in life and then there's the other you know um, the, the the kind of physical element of it of, of things start changing you know but it, we, you talk about the, the women going through the menopause but actually scientists have said that you know men do go through it it's called the midlife crisis but it's but but things um, physically start to change your metabolism is a lot slower you know you're not as active you know the joints maybe hurt a little bit more and so you need to adapt it's not a case of you're not doing anything or just giving up like you said before it's actually just adapting and realizing i think when you get to this kind of time in your life is that it's no longer a race you know when you're in your 20s everything is a massive race and you can do everything on you know two or three hours sleep and all the rest of it whereas when you get to this age you, your kind of responsibilities change particularly when you've got a family um and and you've changed and evolved as a person you realize that it's it's actually you know it's more of an endurance sport than it is a, is kind of a race and you, you slow down but that doesn't mean to say you need to stop and give up so um yeah that's that's what i would kind of add to that really so um in terms of what what you see as as going forward, then uh, James, what what what's next? How do you see yourself maintaining the plan? Have you got any goals or anything like that? Um, I think the next goal is really to start upping the exercise further. Um, okay. I think I want to get to a point where I can do more of that, and I I, I really want to significantly feel the effects of exercise i want to get to the point mentally where my life is in a worse position from not exercising um yeah that's that like it's just not it's just not an option not to exercise yeah. that kind of thing because i know yeah i know i'll feel kind of so so bad if if i don't and yeah. that's um i mean i guess that's one of the things that i've taken from this there's certain foods um that that um that i'm more sensitive to others i remember having a chat with you about a hot chocolate i had and like an hour later i was falling asleep do you know what i mean so i think there's probably i may be quite sensitive to sugar and caffeine in some respects i mean Mm. i've got nothing to base that well i have i mean scientific to base that on i guess but it's but it's having it's having it's having an awareness of of all of that kind of of all of that stuff and the odd times I have caffeine now it's like actually monitoring how do I feel that kind of stuff yeah. um looking at all that stuff there's I, um nutrition wise I kind of I want to get some start really nailing down lunch that kind of stuff um that's yeah. I think that's that's a big that's that, that's a that's a big one I'm nailing down kind of my contrib- contribution to the shopping basket every week that kind of stuff um so yeah there's still there's still a lot of work in progress but i think there's some reasonably solid habits that are starting to be created now um which which i'm which i'm hoping will build and i'll keep feeling the benefits of as time time goes forward yeah absolutely um i'd agree with that i think um 
I'm really happy with, you know, from when we sp- started to speak in January to where you're at now. And, you know, even even me as, as kind of, I guess you call it a coach or whatever, um, you know, I wanted you to get results quite quickly. And, you know, in, in the early stages, I'll be honest, you know, when we, when we started to go through and look at your diet and changing a few things, my understanding is that you would start to see some some improvements quite quickly and then when when you didn't i was like wow okay what we're going to do now and and it's just kind of drilling down into it further but we had that baseline to work from um and we were able to start um you know starting to pick pick it apart and i think the other point about it about foods you're sensitive with you know that that is scientifically proven from the perspective of our gut microbiome is individual to every single person on the planet and, you know, there's four trillion different um, bacteria in your gut, uh, not trillion, sorry, billion uh, bacteria in your gut. And it's it's almost like it's a it's a, it's like a fingerprint in the sense that it's all different. And so some foods, you know, we talk about kale and spinach all being healthy for us. But for, for, for some people, they're absolutely toxic because of the nitrates that are contained within the plant and things like that. So absolutely, you know, you mentioned about hot chocolate and sugar. You may very well be way more susceptible uh, to that than somebody else. But we would only determine that by having a gut microbiome test, which obviously we did talk about. And, and we decided to do it in a more of a pragmatic way, didn't we, in, in terms of your diet and then putting some exercise in there. Yeah, I... I f- yeah, it felt to me like it was better to explore the exercise thing and then do that at the next point. I'd be really interested to do that. The DNA testing I'd be interested in as well. Uh, I mean, but yeah. it's just kind of one thing at a time, really. Um, I think you, it's like you can't be testing too many things at once, otherwise you don't get the results, do you? Or exactly. And you don't, you don't know you know, what's having the impact or what's having the effect if you're doing too much all at once. So, yeah, no, I'd agree with that. So, James, before we finish up, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you feel I should have asked you that would benefit the listeners? No, uh, I think I, th- I think I think we've covered everything. My, my take on all of this is to be gentle on yourself. I remember something you said to me um, and... Yeah. Um, it kind of struck a chord and it's why it's good to have coaches in this world and people looking objectively that said, you said to me, you're a high achiever. And yeah. actually I'd never thought of myself as a high achiever. Um, and strangely enough, it's the program we have from children, school, that kind of thing. I'm not academic. I'm not sporty. I've just yeah. kind of done my own thing, but I've yeah. always had drive to be successful and prove stuff to the world and have my place in it and yeah. you you said you're a high achiever but you've got to be gentle on yourself at the same time and yeah. and there's points um i remember one afternoon we spoke and i'd had a headache and you just said take the rest of the day off or something like that you yeah. can't push yourself in this state um yeah. and a lot of the time i mean obviously it does it can have a bearing on productivity, that kind of stuff, and all that kind of. Yeah. Thing. But uh, but there are times when it's when it when it's better to try and stop work. And I remember that afternoon, I went out and had a had a cup of tea or something with the family that afternoon because it just wasn't yeah. and, and a bath that evening. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's kind of it's just be gentle. Just uh, just uh, don't don't expect too much of yourself, and otherwise you, in the end, are going to get it. Only going to end up getting frustrated. 
So if yeah, you... definitely. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. And I think that the fact that, you know, sometimes all too often maybe in business, in careers, in entrepreneurialism, this whole notion around grind, you have to grind and grind. It's pointless grinding if you're not effective. You could sit at your your desk at your computer for the next eight hours, but unless you're switched on mentally um, and, and, you know, you, you're not fatigued, you're, not, you, you're going to sit there and you're not going to achieve anything. So, you know, it's recognising when you're at that point and saying, okay, right, I need to back off now. And it could be for 10, 20 minutes and then come back and you'll find that you'll be re-energised, revitalised, and then you're actually more effective. So, um, so yeah, no, James, that's, um, that's been amazing. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I do really, really appreciate you coming on um, and sharing your story. So... Cool. If anyone wants to connect with you with eBay's guitar, you know, how can the, what's your socials, what's your um, web address? Yeah, um, if you want to look at the eBay's guitar world, if you're a bass guitar player um, or interested in music, check out ebassguitar.com. Have a personal website too, jameseager.com. Um, yeah, and I guess if you want to hunt me down any other way, it's probably not too hard. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you can hunt him down on Facebook, and uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll be happy to answer any any questions you might have on on the guitar side and also his his journey to date yep. so james thanks very much for for joining me and um stay safe and i'll look forward to catching up with you soon indeed i'll talk to you soon mate thanks for listening to the fitter healthier dad podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please hit subscribe and i would really appreciate if you could leave a review on itunes all the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.